Thich Nhat Hanh passed away on uh, January 22nd. Uh, if you don't know him, he was a Vietnamese, uh, Vietnamese Buddhist monk. Um, he wrote, uh, uh, so I wrote, I, I read his book, The Miracle of Mindfulness back in 1998, when I was sort of wondering what meditation was. And um, in that book, you may have heard the story of, um, you know, washing dishes just to wash dishes. It's very famous. That's in The Miracle of Mindfulness. And I was reading this. And since 1998, I always enjoyed washing dishes, never really had a problem with them. Didn't really have this like separation of like gender of like gender roles in, in, in life. Always kind of really enjoyed washing dishes, doing household chores. And, but ever since I read that book, it became, there was a presence that came to me. Um, and uh, mindfulness sort of became a part of my life while I was going through UCLA or finishing up at UCLA, even like getting off the bus and walking down the down the bus and stepping off after reading that book was sort of like, oh, wow, my my life can actually be a meditation. Um, and the reason I bring this up is because um, he recently passed away. He was very influential in my early practice of meditation of just really coming back to the present moment, present moment, present moment, and how every moment is really a moment of meditation. Uh, and that practice of just sort of being aware of where your attention is, for me, really came from uh, reading his book. And then all these subsequent other uh, sort of teachings and personal experiences I've had. Um, the reason I say this is because, uh, you know, we read many stories, we read from gurus, um, from teachers, uh, we listen to people talk, whatever it might be. And sometimes they have these really amazing quotes, right? And one of the meditations that we'll get into uh, in this program is uh, like an elemental meditation is really kind of connecting with our elements. And we go through the elements, like the chemical elements of the human body. And it's a it's a way of um, sort of disidentifying, let's say, with the body, but also identifying with all the primordial structures and atoms and things that make it make up the body and really kind of coming to the question of like, well, who who really am I? Am I just a conglomeration of electrons and neutrons that are flowing around a, a, a central energetic zone? I met him in person. I don't doubt that. Idrani took part in many of his retreats. Yes, he was quite the person, quite the human. All right. So, um, and I came across this quote, and I just want to start this of kind of like our orientation, right? Like, where's our orientation? Um, so he's doing his practice. I asked the leaf whether it was frightened because it was autumn and the other leaves were falling. The leaf told me no. During the whole spring and summer, I was completely alive. I worked hard to help nourish the tree and now much of me is in the tree. I am not limited by this form. I am also the whole tree. And when I go back to the soil, I will continue to nourish the tree. So I don't worry at all. And I leave this branch and float to the ground. I will wave to the tree and tell her, I will see you again very soon. 
it's so beautiful it's so beautiful that 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 day there was a wind blowing and after a while i saw the leaf leave the branch and float down to the soil dancing joyfully it was so happy i bowed my head knowing that i have a lot to learn from the leaf <laughs> Uh, so please, look and you will see that you have always been here. Let us look together and penetrate into the life of a leaf, so we may be one with the leaf. Let us penetrate and be one with everything, to realize our own nature and to be free from fear. If we look deeply, we will transcend birth and death. Tomorrow, I will continue to be but you will have to be very attentive to see me. I will be a flower or a leaf. I will be in these forms and I will say hello to you. If you, are, if, if you are attentive enough, you will recognize me and you may greet me. I will be very happy. And the next part of the quote is also from him. When you touch one thing with deep awareness, you touch everything. You touch everything. And the training, we can really train ourselves. And that's why, you know, this is why I started to do the practice for myself. This is why um, I'm teaching this is because there's a sense where we can expand our awareness where we actually do connect with something in deep awareness where it feels like we have the direct experience that it's all one that we are really everything and we get to that there's so you know we can do various exercises or you can have that sort of that spontaneous can have it can occur spontaneously it can occur to you while you're making love or while you're walking down the street or while you're shopping or anything right it can occur spontaneously it can occur while you're on psychedelics it can occur in meditation um and this is sort of one of those ways of learning how to tap into that deep awareness and allow ourselves to reside in that deep awareness such that when we connect whatever we connect with might be a thought it might be a traumatic event that it actually does feel like we're connecting into everything and we'll get there last time we met we worked on our resource and I uh, really recommended that if you didn't have a resource to practice going to your resource over and over and over and over again. And the resource was a place that you could direct your attention to that felt safe. Okay, it could be a place in the body. It could be a repetition of a word or phrase, a mantra, a prayer, a song, a tune. 
It could be looking at an image, looking at a plant, going out to nature, listening to song. Okay. It could be the beating of a drum. It could be an imaginary place where you, 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 you're actually using uh, your third eye and, 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 and imagining a place and sensing as much as you can using all your senses, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it tastes like, what it smells like, who you're with, being as imaginative as possible, as real as possible. Right, so the, it didn't really matter what that was, just that you could go through even a few different of these and try them out, what works for you. Okay, and the reason I start there is because um, this is an important place for us to feel grounded, for us to feel safe, for us to be able to investigate any other felt sense that arises in the future or even right now, all right? And so again, if you don't have a resource or you're like, oh, I'm not really sure what he's talking about. I haven't really found that. Your homework is really to go back to that session, listen to that session again, and maybe sort of do your own research, do your own self-inquiry. What has been a resource for you? Do you have one? Can you bring your attention to that? Because this is a place that you can place your attention that as soon as your attention goes somewhere else, maybe to a negative memory, maybe to a negative event, maybe even to a sensation that arises that you feel uncomfortable with, that you have the ability to direct your attention back to this resource and you feel safe. It's sort of like, ah, safe. Okay. Kids do this all the time with their parents. Most kids feel comfortable with their parents. Some don't, unfortunately. All right. And it's like, ah, I'm going into that dark room. That dark room is scary. All right. That can happen in our own body, unfortunately. All right. That dark room, that place is scary. It feels very tight and knotted. And every time I go there, I start to have these feelings and emotions that I don't like. And so I go away from it. All right. So imagine you're in the living room and there's a dark room where all the monsters are. And this room just happens to be, let's say, your heart or your lungs or your abdomen or your belly or your, you know, your colon or your uterus or your, you know, bladder, whatever it might be. Or the interstitial fascia right? Or the fluids in your body. Okay. And so what is your, like, what does your son or daughter do? They look at you and they say, I'm scared. Can you take me to that? And you might have all this logical reasoning, right? Like, dude, there's nobody, like, there's no monsters in, yes, there are. Right. You're like, I'm like, look, I was just in the room five minutes ago. Don't you think they would have attacked me? No, because you're big. Like, you, you know, they, they, like, they, like you can't read. This isn't like a logical reasoning. So what do I do? I stand up, hold their hand. We go into, we fight all the monsters. We actually do this. We fight all the monsters in the room. We get rid of them. Um, and I show them that there's still no monsters. But then the next day, the monsters reappear, of course, right? And so we go in there and I turn on the lights and now they feel safe. I was like, oh, right, there's no but what did they do? They actually brought a resource, a parent, in with them to the room, right? They felt safe. Now they feel safe, okay? How, how good, 
how good would it have been to uh, throw my kid into the room? Just been like, get in there right now. Go. Right. How good, how good would it have been to do that? Probably not. It might have actually been more traumatic for them had I thrown them into that room and said, deal, deal with your fear. <laughs> okay. Instead, they come, they find a resource. Parents, parents can be resource. And we walk into the room and they feel safe. We turn on the lights. 20 minutes later, they have to go into the room. They already felt safe because they went into the room already. And so now they can go into that room again. Okay. This is the exact same process that actually occurs in ourselves, in our own body. Right. And so the reason why we start out with a resource is because we want to direct or we want to be able to direct our attention to a place that we feel safe. And so if you don't have that yet, that's what your practice is going to be even today. If you feel like you have a place that's like, oh, yeah, that feels pretty good. I can go there. All right. Now, knowing that, for instance, you have the ability to direct your attention to different places. That you have the ability to direct your attention to your hand or your feet or this pen or this pencil that I'm holding. All right. Now, this process is a well-known process, okay? You can call it titration, you can call it pendulation, um, uh, you can call it building in, 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 in typical sort of uh, uh, psychological terms, it's called a building affect tolerance. But it's a very, very powerful tool to use um, in our practice. Okay. And the way that I see it, right, I'm a medical scientist, right? And titration, the reason I like the word titration is because I'm also very visual, but also very mental. And when I was in chemistry lab, right, when you titrate chemicals, what you do is you take a chemical and you add, if you want to combine two chemicals together, Sometimes if you just take those chemicals, let's say I have 500 milliliters of two chemicals and I combine them together. If I combine them so quickly, I get an explosion. Okay. I just take off, take the cap off one, take the cap off the other, combine them. Boom. Now I don't have a face. All right. And I got a chemical burn on my face and I'm going to the ER. Right, I have a chemical, let's say it's a pH of zero, pH of one, right? Very, very acidic. And I have another chemical, pH of 13. Very basic. Combine them together, they're overflowing, they're going everywhere, spilling everywhere. Right. This is sort of analogous to not having a resource, not being grounded. And uh maybe going on, you know, some retreat where you're not really sure what you're doing and some something happens and next thing you know is uh is is um is maybe you've blown your lid totally ungrounded and you feel totally discombobulated it's an energetic process that has occurred that has not been able to be uh consolidated you haven't been able to um process it in any way shape or form but if I take those exact two energies, 
and I have one and using a tiny little pipette, I drop one droplet into this pH, let's say of one, I take this pH of 14, one droplet into the pH of one, I see nothing, nothing. I can even have a pH meter in there and the pH won't even change. Be like, oh wow, interesting. Let me do another drop, drop, another drop, drop. It's almost as if you can't, from a let's say a visual perspective, there's so much acid, you're dropping in a little bit of base. What does the acid do? The acid can hold the base. It can actually help neutralize it. Okay. This is the exact same thing that happens when we come from a place of resource and we start to open up. I don't want to go into that room. Or I don't want to go to that part of the body that feels so uncomfortable for me where every time I put my attention to it, it feels like it's gnawing and grabbing me and or you know that distant memory I just don't not go in there. Okay. Drop, 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 drop. And we had three hours of chemistry and biochemistry lab when I was an undergrad. Imagine that, right? Where we would watch the drop go in and, and our, our grade was based on telling the professor how many drops it took to neutralize, to get it, let's say to pH seven. So we're looking three hours. Imagine how fun that was, right? <laughs> And after a certain number of drops, our pH meter is in there. We're calcul we're looking at the pH meter is reading. All of a sudden, a certain number of drops, and we see it goes from let's say one pH to one point one pH. We go, oh, I just saw a change. There was enough of the base that was added that actually caused the change in the pH meter, but not an energetic change. Not an energetic change in the chemical reaction of blowing up the whole solution. But the pH started changing. Oh my goodness. Fascinating. And what had it, what started happening to the base? We had less and less base in the bottle. And at the end of the day, I could take all the base, put it into all the acid. It took three hours or six hours or 12 hours or whatever the chemical reaction actually was. But by using this ability to just, it's sort of like you just bring in what you can tolerate, what the chemical reaction, what the energetic reaction in the present moment of your physical body can tolerate right now, you just bring that in. That's it. Okay, and so what we do here, and so our practice today, and in this practice, if you want, you can find like a, 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 a part of your body that feels unpleasant, maybe, that's sore. If you want, you can bring in uh, maybe a memory, but not something that's like traumatic, 10 out of 10, okay? 
not something that like could 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 really induce let's say if you have a history of of, of post-traumatic stress disorder or something like that that could really induce a serious panic attack okay we don't want to do that yet when we learn this process we think of something maybe that like annoyed you like you know you were driving down the freeway and the guy cut you off or something like that or um, you have an unpleasant, you know, you have an unpleasant feeling in your body, like like your shoulder pain, you might have shoulder pain or low back pain. Um, maybe you got into a, you know, a small argument with a partner um, and and you're still processing it. Okay, but not something that's going to like, that has the potential of causing a, a, an, an explosion. And this is the practice. So the practice then is finding your resource okay and slowly almost as if you're kind of like looking at something out of the corner of your eye you know like my son who's like looking at the dark he's not really looking at it he's sort of going i don't want to go in there right and you're like i see it's dark but i don't want to go there Okay. Something that you can like, sort of like look at the corner of your eye and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I feel that unpleasant sensation here in my shoulder or whatever it might be. Or, yeah, you know, there, it, there's, a, there's a bit of a, of a tightness in my solar plexus. Let's say. Or, you know, I, I still haven't processed. I got into an argument with my partner and I still haven't processed that. So you start to bring in bits of it. You start to, oh, let me just, let me just open up to that argument. And you notice what occurs in the present moment in the body. So it's all about tracking sensations in the body. Okay. Now, if it gets too intense, this is the titration part, the or the the, the pendulation, right? If it gets too intense, we direct our attention away from that and we come back to our resource, direct our attention away from that, come back to the resource, and we stay with our resource. And even if you can just do that once, you're already starting to open your awareness to be able to hold everything. Now this takes some practice, but that's the beginning, right? So what we're, with time, we start to, even incorporate because what do we do with unpleasant experiences we resist them we want to get rid of them right we want them to go away we don't it's not it's not an all one we want everything but the unpleasant experience <laughs> we're all good but those you know it's all one but that okay if it's all one it's all one right if we are truly interconnected then we're truly interconnected it's not like we're truly interconnected except for the thief the thieves the rapists and the murderers it can't be that way it's gotta be the interconnection of it all an analogy of this is that with this titration with this ability to take our attention and go okay i'm looking at this unpleasant situation and then I'm coming back to my resource. I'm looking at this unpleasant situation and I'm coming back to my resource. I'm looking at this. And you do that as frequently as you want, as comforting as you feel. If you feel as if it's too much, what do you do? You rest in the resource for the remainder of your meditation. Okay, that's it. It's like, eh, I'm done. Don't want to go there anymore. 
Thank you very much. Okay, go back to that place of safety. All right. What happens, the, the, the metaphors are, all right, here's my, here's my metaphor of starting out. Here's my bucket. Here's my bucket of awareness. You know, this is what I can hold. And I take a teaspoon of salt and I put it in here, or I take a, 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 a you know, two droplets of blue dye and I put it in here with water. And you look at that and then I taste it. Ooh, that's really salty. Right. Or that's very blue. Right. Now with this practice, what happens is that we start to titrate. Okay, here, here, here's my attention on what I feel safe and comfortable. And now I'm going to bring in uh, some unpleasantness. Titrating, right? From that one experience, then you do this practice, you continue this practice, and you incorporate everything. Now, I just have these bowls, but you can see this bowl and this bowl. Okay, now I take that same amount of salt or the same amount two two droplets of blue dye and I put it in here. Now I taste this water and I might not even taste that it's salty. But it's the same amount of salt. It's the same amount of blue dye and now all of a sudden the blue dye gets dispersed throughout this field, as opposed to this field. This field can hold it, but it's going to impact us a lot more. This field will be able to hold it and not impact the fluid, the energy so much, right? You might say, hey, there's salt in there. Okay, can't really tell. Or here it's like, oh my goodness, that's a salty bath. Okay. And so what happens with this practice is that slowly, slowly, what you do is you start to expand this vessel, let's say, of what we feel as if we can hold in a zone of tolerance for our nervous system. Right? When all of a sudden that starts expanding and 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 expanding. And now your wife can get COVID or something can happen, you're like, hey, we trust the process that's occurring in the present moment, and we approach it with love. Yes, we might need to change, and I wasn't able to come here, yada, 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 but hey, this is just, this is, this is the present moment. This is what's unfolding in the present moment, fully trusting that, being able to hold it, and saying this needs to be happening as opposed to reacting to things we start responding to things we start responding to the present moment as opposed to reacting to the present moment we can hold it with greater awareness with greater presence okay so the practice today is going to be going to our resource if you wish to if you don't stay with your resource 
Okay. As I guide you to sort of pay attention to find something in your body that maybe feels uncomfortable or unpleasant or bring up a memory of something that might be unpleasant. If you choose to just stay with your resource, just stay with your resource. If you don't feel ready to go to like, say, let's say an unpleasant sensation or, or, or an unpleasant memory, don't. Okay. But if you do see what happens when you bring it in, bring your attention to that from this place of resource, Shifting your attention to that and coming back to the resource. Shifting your attention to that, coming back to the resource. Okay. And then I'll guide you into seeing if we can actually hold it simultaneously as just an energetic event. <clears throat> 